Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you doing today? I am doing great. We're excited to have Steven Anderson here today uh, as a guest. Yeah, I'm so excited to, for today's program. We've got Steven Anderson with us. He is an author, entrepreneur, and also a recognized authority when it comes to customer service. He speaks around the world, and he was actually diagnosed with sleep apnea and underwent treatment afterwards. And our discussion today with Steve and Dr. Mann is going to focus on the widespread nature of sleep apnea. We've talked about this on the program before, but we're very excited to get the perspective of Stephen uh, as we continue to have this conversation here. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, happy to do it. and Great to be with you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Dr. Mann, if you don't mind, I'm going to start with Stephen and get a little bit of his backstory. So, Stephen, how were you first made aware that you had a, an airway problem? Well, interestingly enough, for me, uh, it all started in the dental hygiene chair. Uh, so, I had a very enlightened hygienist who, in the middle of one of our regular appointments, confronted me and asked me how much sleep I was getting. Uh, which I thought was at the time kind of an odd question for a hygienist to be asking, and I didn't understand it at the time. And so I kind of avoided the question. She had to ask me three times. And so I finally admitted that I was only getting about three to four hours of sleep a night was all. And then I asked her why. And she said, well, there's some signs and symptoms in your mouth that you may not be getting enough sleep. Uh, what to me that was a shock. It's like, how can you tell by looking in my mouth that I'm not getting enough sleep? <laughs> and what I went back to, and Dr. Mann can speak to this uh, much, much more expertly than I can, but sleep is essential for recovery and for a healthy immune system. And so, in my case, my immune system had started to break down. And so there were signs and symptoms in my mouth in the form of periodontal disease that my body was not effectively fighting off infection. And so that was the first, that was really the first discussion that I had ever had with anybody who, who really confronted me and started to educate me on sleep. And then what eventually what we found was a diagnosed a serious airway obstruction problem that I had lived with since birth. Uh, I had had a, a dentist when I was a child who asked me if I was grinding my teeth, uh, which I, of course, nobody knows if they grind their teeth right. because they do it at night. So it was the beginning of a, what has turned out to be an amazing, amazing journey. Dr. Mann, do you have patients who are kind of surprised by questions like that when it comes to, you know, being in the dental chair, maybe for a checkup, when questions about sleep arise, do you see that sort of uh, element of, oh, why is he asking me this? Well, yeah, like Steve said, we can, we can pick up on um, if someone has sleep apnea, um, especially if the, if the dentist and the hygienist have had the proper training. Um, you know, some of the signs that we see uh, are periodontal disease like Steve suggested in someone who would normally if you start questioning them they have a great diet um they do exercise they're not in in super bad shape but you might you might see that they they have uh periodontal disease the other thing that we see um a, a lot of times with people with sleep apnea is you can see a scalloped tongue 
And the reason for that is they're forcing airway in and or their tongue is so big, they don't have enough room in their mouth for it. So we can uh, see that and determine, hey, this person's having a hard time breathing. And of course, then the questions start um, with the patient. Um, and like Steve said, a lot of times um, we become very habitual in life and we can get by on three, four hours of sleep and feel like everything's fine. We just go along our day and say, hey, this is just the way my life is. And um, when you start questioning people and they start realizing, hey, I'm not getting enough sleep, it's affecting my immune system, it's giving me high blood pressure, it's increasing my risk for all these other um, diseases that are related to the immune system, then uh, you know, so, uh, our patients will start taking notice. Yeah, Dr. Mann, give me a little bit of the, the science behind it. I mean, I, I'm still still not sure exactly how sleep apnea sort of translates into periodontal disease. Well, sleep apnea basically is when our airway shuts off um, and or um, there's there's two. There's really a sleep apnea where it completely shuts off and, and you, uh, you don't get the oxygen that you need um, while you're sleeping. And then you can also have a narrow airway where you're not getting enough oxygen to fill your lungs, which also decreases the amount of um, oxygen in your blood. Well, what that does is it, it, it keeps a person from getting good sleep because it's kind of like if I came up and put your hand around your neck while you were sleeping or while you were awake and you didn't know me, you would feel a little bit uh, devastated and, 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 and it, you know, you would go into a fight or flight. Well, that's kind of what people with sleep apnea are doing while they're sleeping. They can't go into the deep quality sleep they need because they're constantly having these apnea events. And when you don't have oxygen, your brain knows that that's the number one thing that we need that we can't live on, um, but for a short period of time and, and you know, really seconds or minutes. So we have a, a system in our body that keeps us awake and keeps us from going into deep sleep and um, REM sleep, which is what we need for our bodies to recover. And the reason why is because we take shallow breaths when we're in deep sleep or REM sleep. When we're in light sleep or when we wake up completely, uh, we take deep breaths, which increases that oxygen again in our, in our bloodstream, which is why our body keeps waking us up. So that's a little bit of science behind it. And when you constantly wake up like that, um, you're not getting the recovery sleep that you need, which ultimately, as Steve said, affects your immune system. Yeah, it's just the fascinating thing about this program, Dr. Mann, is that we, we learned so much about how the body is so connected to the mouth. You know, there's, there's so many things that we can see by visiting our dentists regularly and being sure that we get our regular checkups. If you need to schedule an appointment and you haven't been to the dentist a while, go see Dr. Mann. Go to smileman.com. That's the website, man with two N's, smileman.com. Dot com. That's where you can find information about the services that Dr. Mann provides. You can book an appointment and you can view information about his three locations in Cary and Garner and in Fuquay. And don't forget, you can also call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. We're going to continue our conversation here. We've got Stephen Anderson, our special guest, joining us today. And I've got plenty more questions for him and for Dr. Mann as we continue our conversation on sleep apnea and sleep breathing disorders. Stick around. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Welcome back to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. Jason Kong here with 
Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. We also have on the line with us Stephen Anderson. He's an author, entrepreneur, and a recognized authority when it comes to customer service. And we're talking to him because he has uh, been diagnosed and has received treatment for a sleep breathing disorder. And uh, Stephen, I want to pick back up on your story here. So, uh, you know, you when we last left off, you were diagnosed. Uh, what happened next? What kind of treatment did you receive for your airway issues? You know, initially, uh, I was treated with an, appli- a, a, an appliance, which Dr. Mann can speak expertly about. So it's an oral appliance that basically uh, brought my lower jaw forward uh, at night while I'm sleeping so that more air could get into my system. And uh, that was uh, an initial treatment. It did help. Uh, and as time progressed, when we found the severity of the problem, and in my case, uh, mine was a genetic problem. I don't fit the typical profile of a sleep apneic. Uh, and Dr. Mann can talk about what the typical profile is. I don't fit that profile. So it was kind of surprising when it was diagnosed. And when we uh, ultimately discovered the severity of the genetic problem, I had a very, very narrow airway, then we opted for some long-term treatment that included some surgery that permanently opened up my airway, and it changed my life. Uh, The outcome of this has been a total change in terms of how I feel. Uh, When I get up in the morning now, now I sleep eight hours. Uh, I, before, I thought all I needed was four hours because I would, I would wake up uh, heart racing and, and ready to go, and it was because I wasn't getting any air. Uh, now I sleep eight hours. I feel refreshed. I feel um, energized, fully recovered. Uh, it's a totally different quality of life and a totally different feeling and totally worth it. It's, it is a game changer. Dr. Mann, I, I want to uh, stick with you when it comes to treatment. So uh, w- what's the order that you would go through or the rundown that you'd go through when uh, finding treatment options for a patient that has a sleep breathing disorder or sleep apnea? Well, the first thing is the diagnosis side of it. Now, as dentists, we do not diagnose sleep apnea. Our goal is to look for the signs and symptoms and then refer the patient to someone that can give them a sleep test. And that's the first part is, you can't guess of whether you have sleep apnea or not. Like Steve said, if that hygienist hadn't brought it to his attention, Steve, I'm sure you would have never gone and got a sleep test. Um, so that has to be done first. And then a diagnosis is made whether someone has sleep apnea. And they fall in the category of pre-apnea, mild apnea, moderate apnea, or severe apnea. And it depends on the number of apneas you're having per hour. And it also depends on how far you're oxygen uh, saturation, your blood falls and how many times. And uh, once that diagnosis is made, then uh, it, uh, it can be determined, like Steve said, whether you're a candidate for an oral appliance, whether you're a candidate for um, CPAP or, you know, surgery. You can even talk about surgery um, and, and moving uh, your jaws around surgically so that you have enough room uh, so that you can breathe, so that you, it opens your airway up. So those, those are really the three um, choices. Now, um, in Steve's case, I think Steve, you went the surgical route as well, correct? I did. Yeah. And that was kind of at the end of the line for long-term, you know, permanent solution. I decided to take that step. Not, you know, and there's probably not a whole lot of patients that decide to go that route in my case, because 
my genetic situation was what it was. It seemed like the best way to go, and I'm, I'm glad I did it. Uh, I think one of the, the key things that I've learned about this is that there's not a lot of, of people in the medical field that are looking at airway. Uh, the, the dentist is one of the few places where in dentistry now, as I understand it, Dr. Mann, dentists are, are actively looking for airway issues, or they should be if they're not. Uh, because it it has impact on every aspect of your health and your life. Uh, you can live without water for a couple of days. You can live without food for weeks. But oxygen, uh, that's a couple of minutes in your toast. So this becomes the most important health consideration. Yeah, that's a great point, Stephen. And Dr. Mann, uh, it's it's just incredible to think of how much sleep impacts the rest of our body. And uh, it's one of those things where it, it can sneak up on us. Like Stephen, uh, it, it's, it's not something that we can really accurately gauge if we have a sleep breathing disorder because we're asleep. No, and, and you know, the, like uh, Steve said, there are the atypical people that have sleep apnea. And we have some very, um, you know, skinny, uh, in, in shape people who genetically have a narrow airway and they um, are more uh, likely to get sleep apnea. And then you have those who have a recessed um, lower jaw, which means their jaw is further back. They also um, are obese. Um, those people tend to have a greater risk and or they do have apnea and just don't know about it. Um, there's a great number of people walking around that have never been diagnosed. Another a great um, sign is in, in most people um, that have uh, been diagnosed with high blood pressure, if you can't get your high blood pressure under control with the medication, there's a great chance that you have some apnea event going on. And if you can control the apnea, then possibly you could control the high blood pressure, maybe even without medication. Yeah, that would be wonderful if, if you could make that happen. Um, Dr. Mann, Stephen went over some of the, the benefits and the results of his treatment. You know, he was getting eight hours of sleep. He was feeling refreshed when he got up in the morning. He wasn't waking up with his heart racing. What can patients expect after they're treated for sleep apnea? What's, what's an outcome that everyone can uh, reliably see? Well, one of the things is you're going to feel better. Um, the majority of people that we treat, um, are just amazed at the energy that they have. That's the main thing, um, and not being tired during the day. Um, when you have the energy and you get more accomplished, you feel better about yourself. Um, and then, of course, the whole immune aspect of it, um, you're not getting sick as much. You're not getting as many colds. Um, you're, you're not, uh, you know, um, uh, having acid reflux, which um, is another common occurrence with uh, sleep apnea. And uh, you're enjoying your life better because, you have treated us as something that you didn't even know you had. And that's, that's probably the most rewarding thing from my standpoint as a dentist is a being able to diagnose and keep people from getting disease, but also um, enjoying the outcome once they're treated with them. Yeah. I'm sure you see uh, just a complete 180 in terms of health and alertness and just quality of life after uh, treatment has been introduced. We're having a conversation with Dr. Mann and with Steven Anderson. He's an author, an entrepreneur, and a recognized authority on customer service. And we're talking all about sleep apnea and sleep breathing disorders. If this is something that you are concerned about, you maybe you need to schedule a cleaning as well. Get a hold of Dr. Mann. Go to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. 
Mann.com. There you can book an appointment to see Dr. Mann. You can view all the services that his offices provide. And those three offices are in Fuquay, in Cary, and in Garner. Don't forget you can call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. Find more about him online at smileman.com. Don't forget to put two ends in there, smileman.com. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Special guest here on the line today is Stephen Anderson. He's been a wonderful guest. It's our pleasure to have him on the show. He's an author, an entrepreneur, and an authority when it comes to customer service. And he has dealt with sleep apnea and sleep breathing disorders, issues with his airway. And this is something that uh, Dr. Mann is always on the hunt for. Anytime you come visit him in the office, this is one thing that he's uh, making sure that he's checking out because the consequences, as we've heard, can be pretty serious. Stephen, uh, you mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, but I, I do want to go back to it. What are some of the signs and symptoms that, uh, you know, obviously as you're going through it, you're probably not thinking about, but after you've been diagnosed, after treatment, you're like, oh, yeah, this was pretty clear. I should have got this checked out. So interestingly enough, what I've learned is that the signs and symptoms of this can show up early in life. Mine were present uh, as I was, you know, as I was a kid and I was able to identify some of these same signs and symptoms in my own children. So all of them have been treated for airway. I did generously pass this along to them. And the earlier it's diagnosed, then the earlier it can be treated. They've all been treated orthodontically. Uh, But even in young children, snoring, uh, grinding their teeth. Uh, In some of my kids' cases, they were sleeping with their back arched their head thrown back, and they were mouth breathers, meaning that they were sleeping with their mouth open, literally gasping for air. So that's not normal. Those are all signs and symptoms of of an an airway problem. And what we know today is that much of high anxiety, ADD, ADHD that is being diagnosed in children, much of it goes back to an airway issue. They're not getting enough oxygen um, at night. For adults, same thing, snoring. Uh, is it can be early stages of, of actually sleep apnea, snoring, grinding your teeth. So if you have teeth that are worn down, uh, that means you're grinding your teeth at night, uh, which and that is a, a symptom of an airway obstruction or uh, potentially sleep apnea. Uner- interrupted sleep. So in my case, I was sleeping three to four hours a night on most nights, waking up um, alert, as I said before, my heart racing, many times I'd be, you know, sweating profusely like I'd been working out. And I thought it was just, I was ready to go for the day. Well, that wasn't the case at all. It was my body's defense mechanism saying, you better get yourself out of bed or you're going to die this way. It was, I wasn't getting enough oxygen or or air at night during my sleep. Um, Now I can sleep uninterrupted for eight hours. So any type of sleep interruption 
uh, can potentially be a sign or symptom. So uh, that's a lot, and I'm certainly not the expert, but I've experienced it, and all of those signs and symptoms were present in some way, shape, or form. Dr. Mann, uh, Stephen went through a laundry list there. Is there anything else that you think that uh, our folks listening may need to look out for? Uh, you need to listen to your spouse, um, I would say, right, <laughs> right, Steve? I mean, you've Absolutely. probably heard it many times, but uh, I can't tell you how many uh, spouses come in and say, you know, my husband or my wife snores like a freight train. She wakes up or he wakes up at night and they're choking. Um, listen to your spouse because if you're doing that, there's a great probability that, that apnea uh, is in is occurring, apnea events. So, and, and those are just one of the signs. Some of the other signs, as, uh, as Steve pointed out, um, you're really lethargic, which can also keep you, uh, you know, unexpected weight gain. If you're having a hard time, you know, uh, getting the energy to work out or keeping energy, that's, that's another telltale sign. And in children, you know, I tell parents, you know, look for black circles under the eye. That's a great uh, chance that they're mouth breathers. And if they're mouth breathers, then it's going to enlarge their tonsils, which is going to uh, close their airway um, down, which is going to make it even harder for them to develop that airway that they need because your airway and breathing through the mouth causes you to restrict the growth of the jaws. And so we have to detect this early, early on in kids. We're talking two, three years old. So it's going to take the parent going into the bedroom and looking at their child's sleep in order to help diagnose these. Because if they don't, then a lot of these go under the cover. You know, you, you basically, um, they won't be diagnosed just like Steve's wasn't when he was young. You can hear them grind their teeth. You can see them arch their back, heavy night sweats. If they're waking up on the opposite end of the bed every night, those are some of the signs and symptoms that parents should be looking for in their child. That's a great suggestion, Dr. Mann. And before we head out today, let's, can you give me the overview of what the, uh, I mean, we've talked about treatment, but let's say we go in to see a Dr. Mann and we've got a diagnosis and you're a little suspicious that we may have a sleep breathing disorder. What's the timeline like after that? Well, <clears throat> we basically have, a, there's two routes you can take. Uh, once we have a um, suspicion, then we actually work with Dr. Serkin. He's a sleep cardiologist at ECU Medical School. And uh, we have a, a take-home sleep uh, a device that you can use. You wear it for two nights, and then we download that information and send it to Dr. Serkin. And he actually does the, um, the diagnosis of the sleep apnea. He'll send back a report to me. And then I've been trained to read that report um, to the patient from, from his diagnosis. The other route is you can go to a sleep center where you sleep overnight. Um, it's a little more thorough type of a sleep study because it can determine if you have insomnia, restless leg syndrome, um, as well as apnea. But either way, you can get a diagnosis and determine how severe your sleep apnea is. That's wonderful. And if you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, don't forget to go to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. You can book an appointment there. You can find information about the three locations that Dr. Mann has in Garner, in Cary, and in Fuquay. And you can view all the services that Dr. Mann provides. And don't forget, you can always call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate you coming on with us and sharing your perspective. I'm, I'm so glad you got this treated and you're back to getting a full night's rest of sleep. And uh, we're so glad that you could join us. 
Happy to do it. And I would just say this um, <clears throat> parting comment that uh, dentistry is the first line of defense on this. And if your dentist has never asked you about the quality of your sleep, you need to get a new dentist. You need to go to Dr. Mann. Uh, it, is, it is one of the biggest growing problems we have in health care today and largely unnoticed by the rest of healthcare. It is a, a huge, huge issue. So everybody ought to be checked for it. Everybody. That's wonderful advice. He is Steven Anderson, author, entrepreneur, and an authority when it comes to customer service. Dr. Man, before we head out today, what do we have on tap for next week? First of all, thank you, Steve, for being here. And we're going to continue right into the medical side of things and talk about how periodontal disease affects your overall health. Excellent. We hope you will join us again next Sunday at 4.30 for that edition of Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. On behalf of Dr. Mann, I am Jason Fong. Thanking you for listening. And again, join us next Sunday at 4.30. This has been Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a great day.